Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got a good episode for you. My man, Danny Otto, is down there in the fantasy pit of misery. I believe we are coming up on episode 340. Four, I want to say, but regardless, it's going to be good as we get you ready for week 11 of the NFL and the fantasy football season. So we're going to do it like we usually do on a Tuesday. I'm going to give you the injuries that you need to know about. I'm going to tell you, we're going to hold ourselves in the Stats Overbeat Cypher accountable. We'll talk about what we got right in week 10, uh, you know. Things like, for example, going full chub. And things we got wrong in week 11. My man Mike Blewett knows I thought it might have been a little bit of a trap game for the Saints. I guess I was wrong on that one. We'll look at all of those things, and then we'll go into the waiver wires. We'll go position by position. Some guys that you can have if you want to uh, help yourself for week 11 and beyond. A lot of people are going to be in some tight situations. Six teams are on buys. The San Francisco 49ers, the Cleveland Browns, and the entire AFC East are on a buy. So to be honest, like with the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, the 49ers, those four teams, I figured it out this morning, those four teams being on buy might be a grand total of like three fantasy starters. Like literally on those teams, who might you have on your roster? George Kittle? Okay. Matt Breida? Okay. Shady McCoy? Okay. Is there another Jet, Bill, Dolphin, or 49er that you truly want to have? You want to tell me Kenyon Drake? Eh. We'll see. You want to tell me one of their defenses? Eh. But we'll see what the impact is on the waiver wire. And then, a little bit later on in the show, we will put the fun in functional sports content as usual. As we answer the questions of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, we talk about Game of Inches, and we do a lot of fun. You know what it is already. Big shout-out to everybody. My homegirl, Jilly Dilly, already telling me it's episode 345. We got strong style in there. We got JR Jim Ross getting in there. He's letting everybody know. Smash that like button. We only got 11. That's not enough, guys. We got to get up to it. But let's get into the uh, poll question and then the show, all right? My poll question, because you probably have heard by now, Mr. Bell did not walk into that building, and it's after 4 p.m. on November 13th. So what does that mean? It means that you can drop him in redraft leagues. Um, Levin and Bell will not play 
in 2018. He is sacrificing the 14 uh, plus million. He is, in essence, making a bet on himself that he has saved a year of wear and tear on his body and that somebody is going to still back up the Brinks truck for him. And honestly, as time went on more and more, I didn't think he was that bad of a move. You know, if you look at 32 teams in the NFL, what percentage of them do you think has an injury to their starting running back, right? And Lev Bell, in essence, wanted nothing to happen in 2018, which could impact his health or his market value when we hit March of 2019 and sitting out so fresh and so clean, recording in the studio, playing some pickup basketball was apparently his way to go about it. But it inspired this question for me. Which of these NFL policies is the least clear to you? Is it, what's a damn catch? For years, we've been wondering about that. Is it this year the new hot trot item? What's a tackle? Like, how do you tackle? How much body weight is too much? Or is it the personal conduct policy? You know, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, the Spitting Statistician has been talking about everything from guys getting suspended multiple games to marijuana, but guys only getting one game for multiple times abusing his wife. That seems inconsistent to me. Is that the least clear policy? Or is it this stuff, these contract rules, the franchise tag, the transition tag, the service time that we saw with Le'Veon Bell, that we saw with... Kirk Cousins and others over the last couple of years. Let me know what you think. We'll check in on that poll throughout the show. All right, so you know about Lev Bell. We got to talk about some of these injuries since last time we spoke on Thursday. And the big one, Cooper Cup is also done for the season. He has, in fact, torn his ACL. He'll be done for the season for that you know, real strong offense over there in Los Angeles. To be quite honest, both offenses in Los Angeles are pretty strong. We'll talk about the next man up in the waiver wires. A lot of people are thinking it's Josh Reynolds. Eh? I'll let you know if that's where I would go. Also, since we last spoke, the Bengals have fired their defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin. Listen, that's kind of a tough assignment, right? Let's say you are your job was hanging by a thread. Let's say you knew you needed to put up forth a good performance to save your job. Would you want Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints coming to town to be the team that you had to make a statement against to save your job? It's tough. That is not what kind of worked out for Terrell Austin. Hugh Jackson, however, has been rehired by the Cincinnati Bengals. He was always an offensive guy. They're calling him uh, kind of quote-unquote special assistant to Marvin Lewis. So we'll see how that works out. Other coaching news. A lot of people thought that after that ridiculous dumpster fire that happened at MetLife on Sunday that Todd Bowles was going to be on the hot seat. The organization or reports have come out that they will not be making a move in season. I'll tell you this, though. You know, Todd Bowles, dead man walking in New York. Cleveland will already be having a new head coach. I think you can go to Tampa with Dirk Cutter, Miami with Adam Gaze. All of these teams, what you need to do, honestly, is you have no more options. There's no more, so much thing anymore as out of defensive mind as a head coach in the NFL. Look at, uh, say, the Bears with Nagy, McVay with the Rams. You need the new hot-to-trot offensive mind, someone who knows about RPOs and jet sweeps and and pop passes and that sort of thing. That is the way of the NFL in 2018. You either acclimate or you get the hell out of the way. Hopefully the Browns do that to support Baker Mayfield. Hopefully the Jets do that to support Sam Darnold. And hopefully the Cardinals do the same, whether it's Byron Leftwich or someone else, to support Josh Rosen out there. All right. 
Um, so Cooper Cup, you know he's gone. Martavis Bryant and Jordy Nelson, keep an eye out on them. Could it be someone like Brandon LaFell that fills those shoes? We'll talk about that later. Jakeem Grant, oh, he was a flyer on some people's roster. Looks like he may have popped an Achilles. Julian Edelman with a foot injury. They're saying it's not that serious. Remember, the Patriots have a bye this week, week 11. Hopefully that's enough time for Gronk to rest up, for Sony the stereotype to get up to 100%, and for Edelman as well. Marvin Jones has a knee issue. That's something to keep an eye on, especially as the Detroit Lions have cast um, Golden Tate aside. It looks to me, and I got into this in the morning with my guy Scott Angle, it looks to me that the Lions are um, looking to Theo Riddick to fill that void in the short passing game. I wouldn't be surprised. I know my man Mike Blewett is within range of my voice. We do this a lot during the week. Uh, We look at snap counts. I'd be very interested to see moving forward if the Detroit Lions have plays where Theo Riddick and Carrion Johnson are both on the field at the same time. I think Riddick is going to be used a lot, a la Golden Tate. So keep an eye out on that. But yes, Marvin Jones has an injury. Con- uh, James Conner in the concussion protocol. But remember, they had the mini-buy after their game on Thursday. Signs are pointing in the right direction for James Conner. They say he's probably going to be able to give it a go and get cleared and practice as normal. We'll also be keeping our eye on two big-time names that have been out that may be coming back. We got to check on A.J. Green and the Cincinnati Bengals. And don't forget about the pass rusher on my Los Angeles Chargers. Joey Boza may be coming back. All right. Here's what we got right. Here's what we got wrong. By we, I mean speeds. And, of course, by definition, the stats overbeat Cypher. Listen, I told you about that exact thing, that the Lions were going to use Kerryon Johnson and Golden Tate, and that Riddick was growing in his potential. He was a waiver wire guy for me going into week 10, and I I would say he returned value for you in PPR settings. He had six catches for 60 yards. You got to like that. At the same time, that does not compromise Kerryon Johnson. In my mind, Kerryon is a weekly RB2, especially this week. You got six running backs out. You got Breida out. You got Chubb out. You got Crowell out. You got James White and Sony Michelle out. You got, you know, Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore out. You got Shady McCoy out. People might have been using Duke Johnson as well. So I think Carrion Johnson is easily a wide, uh, excuse me, a running back too. He had 51 yards on the ground, another 38 via the air. We're talking about here 89 yards and two touchdowns. That's an RB2. I'm not worried about Riddick screaming on, uh, you know, horning on in to his uh, opportunity. We had that one right. Another thing I got right, I would telling you guys for a while after this move that Nick Chubb is an RB1, and once again, he returned that kind of value for you. You can start Nick Chubb as an RB1 moving forward, I guess with the exception of this week because the Browns ain't playing, but you can be confident with that, okay? Full on Chubb. The man had 23 touches. The man had 209 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns including obviously the 92 yard big run we like nick chubb we'll go full chubb for the rest of the season i told you about that another thing i have been telling you guys about is and i've been arguing with the king scott angle about this he thinks that there's no value to aaron jones i've been saying for a while now aaron jones is a thing it is real you need to start him what he do for those of you who did in fact start him last week he returned let me do some quick math a hundred and seventy 
two yards from scrimmage on 18 touches, 15 on the ground, three catches, two touchdowns. This is a team, let me tell you something, okay? You talk about the Rams and how explosive they are. Well, they have good balance. The Chiefs with how explosive they are. Well, they have good balance. The Saints with how explosive they are. The Chargers with how explosive they are. They have balance. That is something that, say, the Packers don't necessarily have. They need it. Aaron Jones is the route to balance for the Packers. He is a real thing. Go get yourself some Aaron Jones. That is real, in my opinion. They need to help out number 12 out there in Green Bay. I told you guys, a lot of people last week were asking me, oh, my God, we got to go get Des Bryant. There's someone in my league who spent something like half their fab budget. On Des Bryant. I was telling you, wait and see on Des Bryant. The man is not in quote-unquote football shape. The man doesn't know the playbook or anything like that. And if you waited and to see on Des Bryant, then you didn't go ahead and spend that fab budget. And you may still have a number, a number of bucks left because Des Bryant, we hardly knew you. All right, He went and tore his Achilles right away in the first practice he had with the New Orleans Saints. So that, you know, I told you guys to wait on him. And even... Even then, even if you saw Golden Tate on Sunday night, right? They were using him, but not in the shotgun, not in the four-minute offense, not when Carson Wentz had hot routes and kill, kill, kill going on. Why? Because he didn't know all of those hot routes. He didn't know all of those answers just yet, so he had to sit and watch when other people knew all the vernacular, all the verbiage, all the language of what they were doing, all right? The other thing I would tell you is, listen, I talked about how the boxing axiom is, you know, style makes fight, and I said it was very interesting to see what wound up happening in the style makes fight of the Washington football team against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We knew Tampa was going to throw the ball, and they did. Fitzmagic still put up 400 yards, but still turned the ball over three times, as is his want. And then Washington on the other side did the same thing. Alex Smith, only 178 yards on the air, but Washington football team, don't look now, they are 6-3, and and they now have a two-game lead on everybody in the NFC East. The last thing I'll tell you is I got that call last Thursday night, correct? We had the Steelers and we had the over. We like that. Ben Roethlisberger, don't look now, but he's QB4 in uh, in fantasy points, in yards, and Ben has done it in nine games, whereas Goff and Patty Mahomes has done it in 10. So you got to keep an eye out for that. Now, here are the things that I was close on in week 10. I told you, I said to everybody who will listen, when I did a waiver show in the morning with my guy Mike Blewett, who's likely going to join the show in the next segment, I was talking about some of these PPR backs that were on waivers last week. Duke Johnson, for example, well, he got you a touchdown, right? Four catches, 31 yards, a touchdown, 15 yards in the ground. So that worked for you if you put him in, right? I gave you Theo Riddick, six catches for 60 yards. That works. You know, Elijah McGuire was another guy I gave you. He only had three for 21 in the passing game, but another 30 in the run game. So if out of a streaming kind of guy, you got 51 scrimmage yards and you got three catches, eight, eight and a half points, you could have done worse. So I was close on that. I'll tell you that. Here's what I got wrong. And most shows will not do this. Most shows will not hold themselves accountable and acknowledge where they were wrong. I was on air last year, talk not last week, talking to Mike Blewett, saying that I thought it was going to be a trap game for the Saints. 
<laughs> saying that I thought that, you know, with Philly coming to town, just coming off the Rams win, I was like, you know what? This could be a trap game for the Saints. All they did was put the defensive coordinator out of work instead. So I got that one wrong. I acknowledge that. Okay. What I also like about the Saints is that honestly, they are known quantities. You know how I talk about the fantasy herd all the time? The Saints are not that. You know what you get out of Michael Thomas. You know what you get out of Alvin Kamara. You know that Mark Ingram is a step down from that. And then, to be quite honest, you know that there ain't jack else to go around. The Saints put up 50-plus points. I started Traquan Smith in a league, unfortunately, against the King Scott Angle, and he put up a zero. Okay? How does this guy who's supposed to be the number two wide receiver on the Saints when the team scores 50-some-odd points get a zero? Maybe I'm just a little pissed off because I lost to the King Scott Angle by 20-some-odd points, and I had a zero on Traquan Smith, and yeah, I had Allen Robinson on my bench who got 30-plus and would have won me that game, but I digress. I also was telling you, and I got this wrong, okay? I admit this. I got this wrong, and when we come back, we'll talk about, we'll move it forward. We'll talk about the waivers. I may talk about the waivers with a special guest, but the other thing I got wrong, I was saying, oh... I think the Jets' offense will be better with McCown in there. I think they'll throw the ball downfield a little bit more, and they'll be good to go. Unfortunately, I was wrong on that one as well, but that's okay. We keep right back at it. Week 11 is on and popping. You got six teams on a bye, the Browns, the Niners, the entire AFC East. When we come back, I'll tell you about some running backs, some wide receivers that I think you can put in your lineups for Week 11 and beyond and help you win your leagues and win that. That cash. We'll do waivers and we'll answer questions from the Stats Overbeat Cypher from the YouTube chat a little bit later on in the show. It's Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds. Come on right back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Baby, give me one more chance. Lev Bell's chance will not be with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll tell you that. And and uh, by the way, this fine gentleman over here to my left or right, however you're seeing it, is yeah. my man and co-host, 8 a.m. Monday through Fridays, sort of, sort of. on the Fantasy Three Sports days a week, Network sometimes two. on FST. My man, Mike Blewett. How you doing today, Mike? What's up, brother? So I'm a Steelers fan. I know. Just, yeah, get uh, into this. I'm dealing with it now. Uh, the but deal with what? Like, aren't you just kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? I, look, the team's doing fine without him. Right. And it seemed apparent to me, uh, certainly in the last few weeks as they got in this role, that they were like, you know what? It's fine if you don't come back. Right. Uh, nobody's going to sit here and tell you that James Conner is the same player that Le'Veon Bell is. Fair. But, but maybe they're a better team without him. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're I certainly going to make that argument. Sure, they're going to be able to make that argument. It's definitely an argument long term because there wasn't going to be Bell there anyway. He wasn't coming back, right? And yeah. we know they wanted to groom Connor anyway. Fantasy owners are happy. I think he's running back three. I mean, this right certainly now. makes it easier for the Steelers to cut ties when you yeah. think about like what if Bell came back for the last six was games amazing. in the playoffs and he was great, and then fans were like, "Ah, what are you and, worried and about?" Connor like tore his ACL in a playoff yeah, loss or something, something like, like that. that. Then, then there would have been uh, some sort of attraction to having him back now i think it's over now i think it's clean i've said many times i I really don't blame him for holding out but as one of my friends texted me just a little while ago is it the strangest contract dispute in decades Mm. the fact that he's held out and he won't be playing i actually don't find to be i find it to be understandable and also if you're just being a business person about it you can understand why they didn't offer him the long-term contract oh sure but the elements of it along the way were extremely right. strange. I mean, the social media parts of it along the way, in essence. But that's the only information we were left to go on, other than this last week when we somehow come to find out that everybody, including myself, got it including wrong. you, were reporting things wrong because he was a free agent this whole time. Right. Now, I, you wonder if it's the Steelers floating it out there that the agent didn't know this or somebody floating it out there that the agent didn't know this until just recently. If, you, if I had to take a guess, I'd say it seems like maybe another agent helped out mm. Adisa Bakari and was like, hey, he's a free agent. Right. He doesn't need to come back and That's he should just hold out. Yeah, so let me ask you this. Okay, first of all, my poll question. Uh, yeah. For today was which is the least clear rules in the NFL? Is it what's a catch? That's a hard one. To... Is it what's a tackle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it the personal conduct policy, or is it this stuff, the contract, the tag rules? Because as you said, people were getting it wrong in the reporting of it. We then I asked you about the transition tag, which at one point I thought, oh, maybe the Steelers could really screw it to him and have something like you know six million be his salary that they tag him at next year. Yeah. But in essence, correct me if I'm wrong. The Steelers could still tag him this year, but it would revert to the quarterback money. Yeah, top five quarterback. So guy. that's ridiculous, right? We're talking yeah. like twenty five million, or, and you know, Le'Veon wants to get paid like a franchise, the quarterback, yeah, and I so mean, if they tagged him, he in fact would be. So there's yeah, it becomes cost prohibitive yeah. for the Steelers to tag him again, and so that like is Washington could have tagged be on the Cousins again, but right. it would have been thirty four point seven million dollars, something like that, for right. Cousins. So. Uh, yeah, they won't do it. Uh, it's he's going to be free to go as of the, whenever the year starts, <laughs> which year. is mo- first March seventh, whatever yeah. it is. So, um, so yeah, so here we are. We so let's are, spin it forward a little bit. Yeah, but I've, as far as the weirdest rules, uh, yeah. the personal conduct policy, I don't, I don't think it's the policy so much that remains confusing, but the punishments that are doled out. Sure, I think that's the confusing the adjudication part. of it. Uh, the catch, um, I guess we can say. I feel much better. While I still don't know the rule, I feel much better about the way they're calling them now than okay. I did a year ago. Okay. What about this tackle? Being a Steelers fan, What's obviously tackle? I feel better now. Yeah, we'll see what happens in week 15 if they throw it to Jesse James. Well, the game. roughing the passer stuff has cooled off a little bit, but that's still confusing to me because I've been a fan of football for right. my whole life. Decades. And I don't understand why some of these are penalties. Right. In fact, the Lions player that got kicked out last, was it last oh, Sunday yeah. night? I know what you're talking about. For the he flicked the guy in the mm-hmm. face, he kind of gave him a what? little jab, but it was like 
Come on. There's nothing. Yeah. Something that would happen during the it's course inc- of play. I think it's the inconsistency called. with which they apply it, right? Yeah. Like with the tackle thing and the sack thing, it seems like they were just getting Clay Matthews every week at the beginning of the year, right? With right. the personal conduct policy, you cannot tell me that the case of Josh Brown versus the case of Jameis Winston or Ezekiel Elliott is in any way, like how does Zeke Elliott get six? By the way, and Robbie Anderson didn't Robbie get suspended. Anderson. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's the inconsistency there. Strong language. You have the absolutely op- no. Yeah, he got officers. a sternly worded letter probably. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying his language well, report, oh, yeah, what was reported to the being quite strong. The officer the and officer, and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But it's very inconsistent. So I do think it's very interesting. Thanks to everybody who was voting out there on that. Mike... Let's do what we usually do on a Tuesday show. Yes, sir. Which is talk about a little bit of some waivers. Let's do it. Okay, and here's my questions for you. All yeah. right, because first of all, you know, you got the Browns, the Niners, and the entire AFC East awesome. on by. Thank okay. You, thankfully. I, 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 well, I actually, don't know the Browns have been this. all right. I don't know if you heard this, but the 49ers. Kittle. The Jets. Kittle and Brita. Okay. Good yep. win. I don't know what to do. Good 49ers. Win. I'll give you Kittle and Brita. Yeah. Jets. Man. Nobody that okay. you can really play. Dolphins. I mean, I played Crowell the other day. Dolphins. Before, so any weekly starters in that team? Maybe Drake. Uh, Drake's the only one. Bills. Maybe McCoy. That's it. Yep. So in these four teams, you have three, maybe four. Matt Barkley. Weekly just bringing him back. Let's I'm not sorry, you're a Jets that. fan. Let's not talk. I'm just about saying that. he brought him back. I thought they were they signed Terrell Pryor for that week. I, who knows what they in were my dynasty do. league like five <laughs> years ago? I drafted Matt Barkley. I was like, he's going to be a good stash. Yeah, and the long line of USC quarterbacks no, that have shown no up. No chance. All right, so let's talk about these waivers, right? Yes, so with these six teams on buys, some teams coming back. Let's uh, let's talk some running backs. How about here. having a team with Cooper Cup and AJ Green? Yeah, well, you need some wide receiver help. So I'm let's talk place. about some of these wide receivers. Not anymore. Not for well, long. Of these guys, who would you like okay. to uh, replace them? Josh Reynolds. Okay, so you know what? Let's use Josh Reynolds as the bar because he's the yeah. most added player, right? And by the way, the total for Monday Night Football is up to 64. Have you well, seen it that? Well, moved from Mexico to L.A. It got right, like now a four-point bump. They, some of them may need to take this off the board because, listen, I would have – you know, I think it was Rams minus two and a half, but now they're at home. Now they're in their actual building again. So yeah. they need to take that off, or I'm going to take the Rams real quick before it moves to three and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do it now. But in any event, yeah, yeah I, got a, I got a show to do, Mike. I, I'm saying. I got a show Let's to get do. get a break Come going, on. Danny. All right. Come on. So Josh Reynolds is that bar, right? And yeah. I listen, Josh Reynolds, sure, because you want a piece of that offense, right? Yeah. But, you know, Woods, uh, you know, Cooks, Gurley, Gerald Everett, for God's sakes. Like, yeah, I don't so know. That's, that's, that's a good point. It's the one thing that we really have to do check. Now, Josh Reynolds had a good week a couple of weeks ago. Sure. But the one thing that has been consistent with the Rams' offense, not just that they put up a lot of yards and a lot of points, but that it's been a very concentrated offense. It's right. really only been four players involved in it, Gurley and the it's three what? wide receivers. Uh, now we see Tyler Higby scores a touchdown the other day. Is Gerald Everett getting snaps? I want to take a look at what the snap so, counts have been the last three weeks. Do you think his Reynolds slice of the pie... The Gets absorbed by Woods and Cooks, or do you think there's enough for someone like I a Reynolds, so. like a yeah, Higby? Yeah. I think there would be somebody else out there. Yeah. Uh, Kiki Kuti is still out there, and you know George Kurtz wrote an article on Roto Experts about the buy mm-hmm. buy uh, buy low, sell high yeah. kind of trade article, and he mentions Kiki Kuti in there because I think he'll be forgotten about with the addition of Demarius Thomas and the buy. I think and people he missed might be two looking. weeks before that. Yeah. He was injured. Then there's the buy. There's a number yeah. of people who have been in that situation. All right, let me throw out some other names. Yeah. Jordy Nelson and Martavis Bryant banged up for that dumpster fire that is the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, yeah. You want any piece of Brandon LaFell? 
Uh, not a not over the names that I just mentioned. Even if Nelson and Bryant, but somebody's got to catch the ball. Yeah, yeah I mean man. they're not scoring. True, <laughs> man, at all. True. What you think, Josh Reynolds though is going to get in the fighting end in the locker room? Yeah, guys are asking out. Let me ask you this: Let's go to Chicago in front of the media. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's bad yeah. <laughs> out there, but you know we have under tickets on the Raiders. Yes, right? we do. So, I mean, actually, good. so they're one and nine. Did we just cash? Yeah. Did they have their buy yet? I'm just trying to do this math now. Let's look. Have we already cashed? Uh, I know under? I was getting close. We might have. We'll, we'll check that in the break. Let me let me bounce some names off you as you're looking at that. In Chicago, Anthony Miller yeah, sure. has gotten yeah, six-plus yeah. targets four games in a row. Taylor Gabriel has sort of a guy that you were high on, has sort of faded into the back a yeah, little it's been bit. A weird, it's been a surprise so for me. But they talk to me about like Anthony Miller. Miller. So, Would you take Anthony Miller, who is now 14% owned? So I had somebody text me today a similar question. Would you take who do I need? I need a wide receiver coming up due to buys. And they dilly sent dilly, me a screenshot. Yeah, dilly dilly. Uh, they sent me a screenshot of who was available, and their top two guys were Sutton and Anthony Miller. Mm-hmm. I said I would put in for Anthony Miller right now, but I really want to take a look at the schedules moving right. forward on those two players. So I'll take a look at okay. Denver's schedule while you bring up uh, Chicago's schedule. So Denver's schedule here, uh, as they sit at 3-6 and six, uh, coming off their bye week, they're going to be at the Chargers, then they play the Steelers. Then they're at the Bengals, at the Niners, then play the Browns, at the Raiders, and the Chargers. So two Chargers matchups, likely with Joey Bosa back in the mix. Uh, Then you got the Steelers' defense playing a lot better. Uh, The Bengals, uh, first team in NFL history to give up over 500 yards of offense three weeks in a row. They fired their D coordinator as a result of it. You got the Niners, who just gave up 27 points to the New York Giants. Uh, At home, they did that. And then the Browns, who not really stopping anybody. I mean, they did a good job against the Falcons the other day, but that's not murderer's row. I think you could get some points going there with Cortland Sutton. Chicago is similar for the rest of, say, the fantasy regular season, which yeah. is three games left. Yep. Minnesota, so you don't love that, right? Xavier Rhodes and the crew. At Detroit, at the Giants. You think big play Slay and Jank, uh, Janoris Slay Jenkins? Slay was hurt the other day. He didn't play. Yeah. So I wonder and these guys, are not, these guys are not guarding... Miller, they're on like Allen Robinson. That's right. 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 So I mean, I th- I think it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, could be. You know, at Chargers, Steelers, at Bengals, at Forty ers Browns, at Raiders, kind of like that. That's yeah. a that's a nice that's a nice soft landing by the by. Yeah, and if you look at the playoffs, for at the Niners, Browns, at Raiders. That's a nice that's little play. Oh, the Raiders twice in there. No, 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 no. At Niners, Browns, at Raiders. Oh. That's the three. I'll take that. That's a better playoff schedule than the Bears, who are the Rams, the Packers, and then at San Francisco. Um. Yeah. So it's close. Let me ask you this, though. Here's another guy. Um, you mentioned Kiki QT. He was on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Check this out, though. And you made the point with the buys and stuff. Check your league, okay? Because there have been a number of guys who have been dropped that should not be dropped because I of agree. the buys. It forces weird decisions at times. I think we talked a week or two ago. Larry Fitzgerald was owned in like 75% of leagues. Let me give you two names, okay? In Yahoo formats, these guys are owned in the 70s. So they're worth a check, at least. The aforementioned Allen Robinson, who hasn't had a few good games, he Hurt. was 70% owned. Go grab Allen Robinson. Here's another name. Let me. Get, how do you feel about Corey Davis? Also, owned in only 75% of leagues. Give these guys checks. Yeah. Right? That's what I would say. Real quick here, Blue. I'm not some... excited about this guy at all. What's up? But I'm just saying. Mike Crabtree is available in a league I'm in. Willie Sneed is available. I don't yeah, like either of these there's guys. There's a chance that Lamar Jackson is throwing them the ball in a week and a half. I agree. But just, give, just hear me out. Like, if you have... 
a couple of the teams that we just mentioned. You, I mean, the Pats are on by. You might have Julian Edelman yeah. or Josh Gordon. Yeah. And you need somebody. Absolutely. Willie Sneed, his last game out, he caught seven passes for 58 yards. I'm not excited about it. I'm just saying. Anthony Miller is there, too. Yeah. Zay Jones, which uh, they're on a bye anyway. But uh, I'm just looking at some other names. David Moore. Yeah. So it starts to get weak. But, you know, we have to keep in mind that th- some of these guys are there. Keelan Cole is a guy that's been dropped everywhere. I, I want no be, part of that I don't want, offense. Me neither. But Dante Moncrief is the one guy that I do Scott own. Scott mentioned Dante Moncrief this yeah. morning. I, d- I have Dante Moncrief in Scott Fishbowl. Didn't play him the other day, but he scored a revenge up. game yeah, against right. the Colts. Let's answer some questions here. We got the stats over yeah, Beat Cypher in the YouTube chat. My man Demetrius B. Jack Doyle or Trey Burton the rest of the way? I'd rather have Doyle. Yep. But uh, I. But he's got Eric Ebron there to mess with also. It's and probably Eric a week. To, three touchdowns. It's probably a week to week scenario, but I'd rather Jack Doyle. I think Luck has more yeah. eyes for Doyle than uh, Trubisky has for Burton. I think that's right, and I am more confident that what we've seen out of Luck in the last month is more stable than what we've seen out of Trubisky. Trubisky's killing it, right? He's QB7. But Andrew Luck, the three, four touchdowns a game, I'll take that to the bank. They throw a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I agree. Trubisky, I agree with him on that Trubisky one. thing is crazy. Let me right. ask you this. Prisma asked me, handcuff Jalen Jalen Samuels or Steven Ridley? I think it's Samuels. Who is now the handcuff to James Conner, Steelers fan? I think it's Samuels. I, I, I'll go with Samuels as well. Yeah. He's a younger kid. But... I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're going to do the handcuff thing, I think, I think you go with Samuel. Yeah, and by the way, check, in Yahoo settings at least, I don't know if you know this, Jalen Samuels has tight end eligibility. You can see that. He's, he's sort of like an H-back. It's interesting. So, hey, maybe that's a way to go. But I agree, Prisma, we agree on um, Jalen Samuels. Lance D asked me, would you pick up John Ross, Muhammad Sanu, or Josh Dotson? That's rough. <laughs> Hopefully you have better options. Slim, it's not Sanu for me. Sanu is like fifth in that pecking order, right? Ross is intriguing if AJ Green continues to miss time. He, he did a catch touchdown a touchdown day, yesterday. But... Uh but Josh Dotson is like the number one receiver in Washington right now. Crowder's never getting back. Chris Thompson's never getting back. Maurice, Maurice Harris. Harris is a nice little slot guy. But of these three, I think you got the best chance with Josh Dotson. The difficult part of it is that I trust Doxon a little bit more as a player, right. but that Bengals offense scores a lot more on average sure. than Washington does. They're winning 16 to 3 games, they're missing three offensive linemen. Yeah. They're going to play it so they're going to play it so Well, we don't know when though. Yeah. These toe injuries for the bigger wide receivers, those things linger. It could be a long time. I just think they're going to play it so close to the vest in Washington. They're going to try and just ball control it and play good defense. Their defense is pretty good. Yeah. Their their defensive backfield was miserable for a month. They did give up 400 yards the other day, but at the same time. Rapid fire here, last two. Yeah. Jazzy FF, should I pick up Lamar Jackson? No. No. You don't think his rushing potential alone can be himself in the QB2 conversation? If he's starting rest of the season. If you're in a two QB league, you always have to take a shot. Yeah. So if right. it's a so if it's, it's a one QB league, format. I'm not expecting him to blow the roof off the place. Now the Jack Doyle question. Doyle or the Reverend Superstar, Jimmy Graham? Doyle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think this Colts offense. I'm a Jack Doyle guy, even with Eric Ebron going crazy. Allie Cox is catching touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> For goodness sake, Basketball player right? at VCU. Absolutely. So here's what we're going to do, because we've got to take a quick break. I'm going to give out the phone number, okay, guys? The number to call. You don't know the number. 
I don't. It is 347-767-6614. Again, the number to call, 347-767-6614. When we come back, we're going to give you some running backs on waivers. We'll answer your phone calls. And if Mike Blewett decides to stick around, we're going to have him be a guest judge for hashtag Game of Inches. we got some Game of Inches nominees from Week 10. I'll give you the premise, and we'll let you decide which one is a finalist. Hey, Danny, does that sound good? Are you comfortable? Are you okay with Mike Blewett helping decide Game of Inches winners for Week 10? I don't know. What is Danny? Is this normally Danny's segment? Normally Danny gets to help me decide. I'm not going to say this. Blewett takes something away from me. The more the better. It's all about getting as much information as possible. No collusion. I promise. Here's what we're going to do. Running back waivers, Game of Inches nominees, and your phone calls when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle 347-767-6614. That's the number to call. And by the way, I'm in the chat room, and I got 50 likes right now. By the time I come back, I want to see that up to 60 or 70. Can you do that for me, Lance Davis? Can you do that for me, Strong Style? Let's go. Fantasy Freestyle. Dilly dilly. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Freestyle right here. Stats over beat Cypher. We got the YouTube chat going. We got the spitting statistician. My man, Mike Blewett. It feels like... Yes, sir. It feels like it's the morning. It does. You know, it I, like- I missed you this morning, so I wanted to make sure I, I, repaid, I uh, came back. You are missed, too, yeah, on the 8 thanks, o'clock man. hour, my sure. friend. Trust me sure on I am. that. Real, real quick, checking the poll question right now. 39% of people are saying, what's a proper tackle? Is the yeah. least confusing. 31% say, what's a catch? And then 25% the, the contract the rules. I, the question I asked was, which is the least clear to you? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So 39% of people say, what's a tackle yeah. is still least clear to them. That's, than the, one, that's, that's the most recent one. A in the contract, in the tag rules. Bias towards the most recent. Yeah, the recency thing. bias of it all. All right, let's get into these waivers because, listen, I've been telling people we help them win their leagues and win their cash. You could be 5-5 five and five right now, about to make a push, so you need some help here. All right, let me ask you this. I just went 5-5 five and five in one league, and I'm... Oh, that's no league that I'm in with you. No. <laughs> no, that's my that's my worst team. But we're actually ironically tied for first place. Somehow divisions got really? set up, and uh, now there's like four, five, and five teams. All right, so let me say this. Yeah. I did these waivers in the morning with the King Scott Angle. Yes, sir. So I'll give you one guess as to who thinks he who he thinks you need to add at the running back position. Right? Shad Penny, absolutely yeah. correct. Rashad Penny coming off his 108 yards yeah, and game. his touchdown. Yeah. Quick turnaround, maybe Carson. It looks like he may be back. But listen, rookie running back, second half of the season, start to ascend. I've been talking I'm about in. Sony Michelle, carry on Johnson. So I'm not mad at him. But of course, it was the Seahawks portion are of the mad show. At, are you mad at Sony Michelle though? No. Three points. I uh, I won my matchups uh, last week. Last week, I was... So, you know one of my good friends. I'm in a long-time 14-team Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. Going into that week, last week, I was 8-1 and one in first place. I was playing the 7-2 and two second place team. Going into Sunday night, he still had Alshon Jeffrey, okay. Golden Tate, 
Saquon Barkley, and the 49ers defense. How many points was he down? I was up by like three going into Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And he had those four guys. I had Zach Ertz. Oh, baby. (laughs) I won. 40 points. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's use Rashad Penny as the bar. All right. Um, Doug Martin is owned at 45% of leagues. He's a lead running back for the Oakland Raiders. Would you rather have Doug Martin or Rashad Penny? Uh, Penny. Okay. Okay. So you're still with the King Scott Angle. Yeah, yeah. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to give more work to Josh Adams, the kid out of Notre Dame. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm with Josh Adams on this. Okay. But uh, you know what? (laughs) So this is a hard one. Only because Mm. Scott has detailed, (laughs) rightfully so, though, how much the Seahawks are running the ball. 60% of the time, their run-pass balance is more skewed running than any team in the National Football League. Right. Russell Wilson completed something like 14 passes in a recent win. Yeah, so, I mean, the point about Rashad but it's Penny a three-man being a rookie committee. Um, Dave, Mike Davis, it? Chris Carson, and Penny. Is it? Do you think? Do you really think they're going to split the ball evenly? I think we're not going to find out for sure in four, in forty eight hours. And they play Sunday night. I mean Thursday night with Green Bay. Like we're not going to know. That's I think point. you're right, and I think that Penny is likely to ascend over this next month. Mm-hmm. But I want to see it Thursday night first. Yeah, I, I've seen it with Josh Adams. Mm. I've seen him be the lead. I've seen Doug Peterson talk about him. Right. You know what's crazy? I'm looking at a waiver wire in one of my leagues, yep. and it is a league with uh, keeper potential, and whoever drafted Penny mm, dropped, dropped him. him. Ooh. So That's viable longer term. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you about another rookie. Similar situation as Kiki Cutie, a rookie who missed some games. His team had a buy. I'm talking about Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman owned in 52% of leagues. Would you rather have Rashad Penny or Royce Freeman? Uh, just because of the amount of touches, we have seen... Even when Freeman has been playing well, I heard Scott's point about Philip Lindsay, and yeah. I think he's right in the sense that Lindsay's seeing a, a variety of touches that's sure. better than Freeman. But I'm just comparing Penny to Freeman on what could be the touches. Carson does complicate it. Like, also, why would they bring Carson back on a short week? Right. So you have to think of that for this week. Um, it, it is going to be interesting to see, and you're, I think your point is fair that we don't know exactly what the three backs will look like. But wouldn't you, if you're the Seahawks and you're Pete Carroll, just want to see what you have in Penny here for the last seven weeks? Yes, but as a fantasy owner, I would prioritize Doug Martin or Royce Freeman, a guys where there's like only two mouths to feed yeah. as opposed to the three unknowns. But can, could I make the argument that even with the two touches, the, the two guys in the backfield in Denver and the three in Seattle, say all of them are playing, right. they're still going to see the same amount of touches. You could make that argument. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd buy it, you yeah. know, necessarily. Um, and Martin, maybe I'd rather have Richard because the Raiders are going to be down and stuff like that. But Royce Freeman has always intrigued me. Um, and so I, I digress. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hit the phone There's lines two right now. running backs you're talking about, uh, and, and they're probably going to see a similar amount of touches. Uh, uh, Seattle's been running the ball more effectively, so I, I, that's why I'm leaning towards Penny. I hear you. Um, you know, but, I just don't believe. But it, when you're hedging... And you're saying, well, what if something happens to Lindsey? Then Freeman sees the ball 20 times a And game. in this scenario, two guys need to happen. If two I'm guys hitting the waiver wire in week 11, yeah. right, yeah. I'm looking for, I think, a stable five points. 
You know, I don't think I need a shot because I'm likely this is just because, you know, I have Breida on a bye or I have James White on a bye. Most likely there were no huge running back injuries last week. You know what I mean? So if I'm in this situation, it's likely a one week kind of thing, in my opinion. So in that scenario, give me the five, six points instead of I could swing with Penny and wind up with a one. I do think, though, that you have to still be looking ahead, right? We're not we haven't seen any running back injuries, but when Scott said on a show last week and you heard me I, mm-hmm. I I vehemently objected to what he said I understand that he's frustrated with Derrick Henry but under no circumstances should he have been released by anyone <laughs> Deion Lewis is a guy that played 38 of a possible 96 games for the first six sure. years of his career he's obviously while he has been healthy now for 16 last year plus 10 this year great run so far 26 weeks in a row that he hasn't gotten hurt plus playoff games I would note that he has a major injury injury history, yeah. and if he went down and the Titans' offense is playing better, finally, I've been waiting for it. <laughs> Derrick Henry would be would explode on the fantasy scene if anything happened to Deion you, Lewis. Uh, we haven't spoken this week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, bad week for me. Uh, one, and one and two. One and two. One and two. We both you know hit on the Chargers. You know both hit on the Chargers. I didn't text you. Uh, but I was all over the Packers on Sunday morning. Uh, I saw I, I completely spaced, and the Pats. I was close. So I thought I, I had that say, over. Is you know how in me and Scott's AFC South regular season win? Well, I have the Titans and the Colts, five. and he's on the Jags and the so Texans who didn't play. Wins, so you know so you have nine it wins wasn't right a, now. The magic number went down. Let's put it that way. I think the magic yeah. number was cut in half. But I digress. We got some callers on the line. Wait, actually, I want to get to them. Nine wins. Yeah, and I got ten in the pocket, so we're good to go. Um, first caller out there. Hey, Danny, let's go to Jacob in Vegas first. Jacob is first on the stats over beat cipher in the fantasy freestyle. He knows that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. He knows about the spearmint. Uh, excuse me, the winter fresh pachyderms out there. Shall we say, Jacob? What's going on, my man? You on the fantasy freestyle? Yo, what's going on, Speed? How you been? I'm doing all right. How you feeling? What's up, man? Doing good. All right. Um, so. Um, I just I just made a nice trade. Um, I got Robert Woods. Um, I gave up Carson Wentz. So okay, who's I your other quarterback? Woods. Um, I have Cam Newton. And you're fine. Love it. Desperation yeah. by that. Other Love guy. it. Um, and this ball. is the thing. And do me a favor, Jacob. This is a great point. Once, especially after next week, once we are through the buys, you are casting aside all of your bench players to organize yourself for the playoffs. So you could you could do whatever with that wide receiver five, that running back six, that backup tight thin. end. You can run thin once the playoffs. That other comes. quarterback. So I love what you just did there, Jacob. Flipping Wentz and getting a piece. Robert Woods, who is only going to grow an opportunity without Cooper Cup. I love that, Jacob. What else you got? I'll bring up, yeah, I'll bring up one point, right. too. Jacob, ask your other question. Yeah, what you got, I'll, Jacob? I'll give you an anecdote after that. Okay, so um, ROS, I'm having trouble with my flex between okay. Galladay and T.Y. Hilton or Deion Lewis. Um, I like Deion Lewis. I would go Deion Lewis, then Galladay, then Hilton for me. Deion Lewis, to Mike's point, has been playing well. He is the lead back in Tennessee. He does work in the passing game as well. I like Deion Lewis. Second for me there would be Galladay, Jacob, because without Golden Tate, I and now Marvin Jones is also banged up. He's got a knee. Terrible. So I like Galladay's opportunity as well. I think you're fine with Deion Lewis or Galladay, Jacob. Okay, thank you. Anytime, brother man. Call back so, anytime. And I'll make a point about yep, what you were saying regarding roster drink my depth. Beer when you do yeah, that. Please, please do. So, a couple of years ago, 
in one of my leagues, I was in first place and easily had the best team this one particular year in this league. But I wanted to salt it away. Mm -hmm. This is probably three years ago. You got too cute. No, I don't think I did. And this is uh, when Brandon Cooks and and Zach Ertz were rookies. So I traded, and Zach Ertz as a rookie wasn't that productive. It was just the thought process that he was going to take over for Mm -hmm. Brent Selleck. So I traded to Marius Thomas, who was in the throes of a really big season, and I gave away Cooks and Ertz. Now, both Cooks and Ertz had real value as keepers because that was a keeper league. So my point in telling you that is, and by the way, I didn't win the league. Everybody thought like, well, this is kind of ridiculous. He's going to win now. And I Mm -hmm. didn't. I got upset in the semis. Stuff happens. These things happen. But my point in telling that story is don't try to win the trade. Right. Try to make a fair trade. Yeah. And you know what happened with the guy that got Cooks and Ertz? He kept them both at big discounts because I had drafted him late. He won next year? He won the league. There you go. So you just got to be fair about it. Bad breaks happened to me that year, but I was trying to be fair. And I'm not saying you do it for uh, the goodness in your heart. I'm saying that's the way you make legitimate trades. Yeah. I, I don't know how you got no, you gave to. away Wentz for Woods, hey, but the other maybe that guy was it. desperate. Maybe, that, maybe guy, that guy had Tom Brady and, uh, you know, Nick Mullins yeah, <laughs> as his quarterback. Or Mayfield. Uh, he could have Brady and Mayfield. That's true. Yeah. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to Connor. And by the way, Mike, I got to tell you, Connor calls every week. Connor is... Most points in his league, but is three and six, and Whoa. has reeled off his na- the names of his roster. Connor is deep. Connor, let's go. We got to hear from you down in Tampa. How you doing? Did you get a win? Are you four and day six? Day. Are you back in contention, Connor? What's up? Yep, I'm four and six, making making my last run by like. Tell me, reel off your so like, your starting lineup again for my man Mike Blewett, because I I, yeah, I believe this is a team that could lineup, be leading in points. Yeah, like this is like yeah 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 it is. I got Patty Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Mike Thomas, Corey Davis, Seth McDonald, Kenny Galladay. Screw the Jeff defense. Oh, my God. All right. Sounds like you should be but better than Doug three Baldwin, and six. You're four and six. Manage, yeah. How can we help you get keep that win streak going so you're a playoff contender? What's going on, Connor? But, uh, so my question is, um, so um, apparently Sunday, a dude dropped Jared Cook. Should I pick him up and jump Vance McDonald? Jared Cook over Vance McDonald? Listen, here's the yeah. thing. I want no part of the Oakland Raiders. I want no part of the Oakland Raiders. Um, they are, you know, they're not trying. They're worried about their tea times on, like, January 3rd in the Caribbean somewhere. So, no, I'd keep Vance. He got a touchdown last week. He's stiff-arming the world. Give me Vance McDonald in that just because I want no part of any Raider right now. All right, Connor? What else you got? Anything else for me? Yeah, I got a few more. All right, um, give me one yeah, more, brother. One? Yep, I gotta um, keep it moving. Should I drop Chris Thompson? Like, like, can I just drop him? Like, is he done? Who are you gonna pick him Who up for? Who would it for? be for? Um, like, either like Josh Adams or Elijah McGuire or Rashad Penny or Anthony Miller. Um, 0.5 PPR. PPR? Think about Josh Adams, right? It's possible. Listen, I, you know, I understand you being kind of like done with Thompson. It's been, what, a month and a half at this point? Same with like Jamison Crowder there in Washington. I'll tell you, though, I was done with Marlon Mack. And I'll tell I you cut what, that though, dude, but and here's I the point, it. Blew it. He's four and six. He can't wait around for Chris Thompson anymore. He needs to win yeah. now. So, yes, Connor, I am okay with that. Josh Adams can help you. Maybe even a lot. Well, the Jets were on by. But Josh Adams could help you. Yes, I would make that move. It is time to cut Chris 
Thompson because you need to win the next three weeks. All right, Connor? Call me back on Thursday. I got to get in another caller, Connor. But thanks for being part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher, before as call, always. Before the next call, I'm What's playing up? Scott Engel in our GST Ooh. League. I'm 9-1. and one. He's 8-2. and two. Yeah. He got me at the right time. Oh, you got some buys Marvin Jones, yeah. A.J. Green, Cooper Cup. I got... That's rough uh, for the wideout situation. I got... Frank Gore, Elijah McGuire, Cordero Patterson, and George Kittle all on by. It's all timing. So, it's all timing. Our last call on the day, Liz and Callie. What's going on, Liz? You're a part of the fantasy freestyle stats over beat cipher. And we hope you are safe away from those wildfires. Yeah, what's going on, Liz? Oh, yes, yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. But uh, it's pretty close. But I'm okay right now. <laughs> all right, glad to hear it. We hope um, that's safe. I have three questions. They're pretty straightforward. All right, fire away. Um, the first one is. Start Big Ben over the Jags? Yeah, I'm okay with it. The Jags are not what they have been, and the Steelers are rolling. Yes, I am okay Here's with your that. Luck, just tore them up. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yes. What's okay. question number two, Liz? The, the second one is drop MVS for Cortland and Sutton. Mm. And this is standard. And standard. Valdez, Scantling, or Sutton. They're kind of a coin flip to me. Um, I'll stick with the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'd rather Aaron Rodgers throwing my guy the ball than uh, Case Keenum. Randall Cobb throwing up zeros. Yeah, so I'll have a slight lean to MVS, but I think it's real close, Liz. But I'm okay with you keeping MVS in that scenario because Allison's on IR. Cobb, it's catching up with him. So I'm okay with MVS. What's your last one, Liz? Okay, and the last one is defense. The best defense to stream, I'm thinking Cardinals or Ravens. The best defense to stream this week, you're thinking the Cardinals or the Ravens. Let me bring up their matchups real quick. Uh, Cardinals or the Ravens. Ravens have another AFC North team, right? Don't they have? The Ravens have, they have Cincinnati. The, uh, the Ravens have Cincy. Um, and the other one you were saying with the Cardinals, Cardinals, right? Arizona has Oakland. Oh, Arizona. Arizona at home against Oakland. That's my answer. I'll take it. All right. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for giving the call a show. Hey, Danny, we only got a couple minutes left. Can I get you in here, my man? So here's what we do, Blewett. Every week, these guys send me screenshots of game adventures, like they're bad beats, horrible losses. Yes, sir. Okay, and we've been bouncing them off Danny. And uh, what I got yeah, is my guy Kenneth Cashman in Rotoware. They're going to give a free shirt to Good. the worst beat of the season. Good. Love. All right, so here are my nominees for this week. Danny and Mike Blewett. We only got a couple minutes. Um, Clayton Trahan, good friend of the show, lost by half a point, point five. You know what beat them? Was facing Tom Brady. The catch that Tom Brady had, Philly Philly, beat beat Clayton Trahan this week. They lost by half a point. Could have been a lot. Could have been a lot worse for him. All right, Brady, yeah, David. Uh, David had Cooper Cup get hurt and got negative seven from the Jets defense. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. That's and only tough. lost by a point. They played the Bills. Could have sat seven. could have put a zero in their defense and would have won. Yeah. But got negative seven from the Jets defense. Right. That's a bad one, right? Yeah. That's the worst one so far. Oh man, he's giving me the music. We got Robert Murphy who lost by point zero eight. Grabbed me another main. One by point three because they had Zach Ertz in that last drive. We'll talk more about it on Thursday from my man Mike Blewett, who I'll talk to Thank later you, on in the week. Stats over beat cipher. Hit me up at Spittin' Speeds on Patreon. All that good stuff. Danny, we'll talk more about this on Thursday. We'll talk all that week eleven stuff as well. Defense is stream. I'll see you then. I'm out. Peace.